My name is Hugh Ross, and the character was Major Mungo Monroe. Um, I had a call, and I went to meet the casting director, um, the Hubbards, John and Ross Hubbard, who are great people. And I'd done, they'd given me work before and got me work before. I met the director, Tom Clegg. Then uh, I read a bit, I think. And then I went away. It was quite late in the day. Um, uh, uh, and then I went home and waited, and the call came saying I'd got the job. Okay, he's um, a Scotsman, uh, very keen on a bit of tartan, and uh, he's got a good sense of humour, and uh, he had a very good relationship with Wellington. At least I'm not sure Wellington would agree, but um, uh, he, he liked to put Wellington in his place and keep him. He wasn't in awe of where Wellington at all. And um, uh, he played the bagpipes, which is quite a discovery. Um, anyway, uh, just a nice, full-blooded, well-rounded, sort of enigmatic character. You don't really know much about him or his life, but um, uh, he's out there doing it. Uh, well, I'd brought it with Hugh before. We'd already done... Um, a television series in Scotland called The Advocates together, so we already knew each other, which was good because it's always, especially if you're in a strange place like the Ukraine, and we flew to this place called Simferopol, which was known affectionately as Simply Awful. And um, uh, Hugh and I got on very well together. And um, we're still very good friends, in fact. And he was, he was kind of, um, I got ill. It was very, very, very hot. 110 degrees or something like that. Those uniforms were very, very hot. And uh, I got shingles, which was a bit of a drama. And I was really, really ill. And the Ukrainian doctors weren't quite sure what it was. And they, they actually treated it wrongly. If it had been in the UK, they'd have immediately given me acyclovir, which is what they do for shingles. They kept rubbing things. The, the doctor came with a chef's hat on, I remember, which was a bit alarming. Anyhow... I was very poorly, and um, Hugh was kind of my, and I, I mean, I had to get, get better in time to do the work, but Hugh kind of was my guardian angel, and looked after me and made sure it was okay, and yeah, kept me going. So he's been a very good friend. Well, we flew to this place in Faropo, and we were in um, an ex-KGB sanatorium, uh, which was, it was okay, but it was quite primitive. And it was, uh, there was the mafia were around the place. It was all a bit dodgy, I think. Um, we all ate in a big dining hall. It was, it was, you know, like being in the army. Producer thought it was very good for us, made men of us all. And, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was primitive. It was, it was unforgettable. And in Sharp School, which was the first of the three films I did, um, I got very friendly with Rosalind Linehan, who was playing uh, the, the, the Irish woman, who was very, very surprised. But however, we all we all got on very well together. Vodka helped, and uh, yeah, no, it's fine. It was good. Well, the other thing was we ran out of um, drinking water at one point, and the producer had to get some. Uh, bottles of water flown in from Germany. It was all, it's all in Jason Salky's book, I think. You must know about Jason Salky's book about it. He describes it, all the ups and downs, the comings and goings. 
It was an unforgettable experience. Yes, yes, I did. Um, uh, uh, quite, quite a bit um, stuff to do. Various scenes to play with him. I got on very well with him. I didn't. I didn't have a lot in common with him. I didn't know enough about Sheffield United. Sheffield United is pretty Um But he was very nice, very easy to get on with, and uh, and uh, easy to work with, good to work with. Well, I suppose Hugh, because I kind of admired him very much for what he was doing and what he was playing, and because I had so much to do with him. The character I played, interestingly, the the um, Napoleon's um, the kind of character I played, the functionary, that was played by three or four different actors in each of the series. And I think it was a great part, actually, in all its different all the different people that played it played it differently. But it was a really nice part, that kind of um, the spy catcher of, uh, of Wellington. Uh, so I think I was very lucky to play the part. Because it, it, there was a lot of lot of range in it, a lot of from being quite strict and quite military to being witty and funny and stuff. Good part. And like Chance Gold, I thought it was a really good story. I mean, it was, it was my best story. Um, and uh, the whole thing of El Casco and all that kind of stuff. And he, he was he was an interesting, nice actor too. We got on very well with, with him. It was the international element of it all was quite was good. Meeting people from all over the place, really. Um, and uh, it, it was just an extraordinary group, and I'm thinking about it, I haven't done for a while, but it was just, an, I can just see us all out there. It was an extraordinary group of people, but we were on the whole, as I say, really lucky to get on very well together. And Chris Burt, who produced, was a, a great chap. He's dead now, unfortunately, but... Um, he was very good and had a good sense of humour, which was very important under the circumstances. Um, yeah, as I say, an unforgettable experience. You've, I did a film in the Falkland Islands, that was also an unforgettable experience. Very lucky, lucky as actors that you sometimes get these jobs in extraordinary situations. Makeup wise, I think, was quite straightforward to me. Remember, I had a big problem. I had a big, big hat in sharp scope, which was a problem with lighting and things kept covering my face and blah, blah, blah. Um, we sorted it out and had a smaller hat, I think, in the other two stories. Um, and costume, yeah, costume was, I mean, of course, I grew up wearing a kilt, so that wasn't too much of a problem. I didn't wear a kilt all the time, but I did enjoy wearing a kilt. Kilt's a very, very good thing to wear. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the, the research and the um, skill of the costume department on Sharp is just extraordinary. I mean, the detail and everything. They were a great team. Um, yeah, that's my main memory of the costume. Swirling around, yeah. No, but as far I mean, I, we had to ride horses. And I'd had a bit, I'd been, I'd done some horse riding as a young man, but not for a long time. And before I went out to the Ukraine, I had two or three lessons here down in Surrey. And then the Ukrainian horses were quite wild and quite quite um, alarming in a way. However, the trainers were good and we had to do with it. The most um, challenging thing I had to do was I had to ride a horse 
from one end of a column of soldiers to the other, and at the top end of the column was Wellington, and I had to hand over some papers to him. And the timing of that, with not being a tremendously skilled writer, was a bit uh, nerve-wracking. However, I did it, and I was very proud of myself for having done it. And I look at it now and think, oh my God, I can remember it well, but it was, I can remember my heart being in my mouth, but it looks okay. That's what the great thing about acting, sometimes you, you, you know, all sorts of things going on inside and somehow you have to hide them and get on with the job. But I really enjoyed the scene in Sharp Saw Sharp, Sharp, where I played the bagpipes. And uh, it, it was a big, long scene and it was a big, long learn because it was, had lots to say in it. But it was, uh, it was a great scene to play and, and really good fun. And it's, I mean, it's one that people seem to remember very well. The one because the bagpipes are sort of unforgettable, and that's with James Purefoy, who, who I'd also worked with before in the theatre, and um, that scene, and also the scene with El Casco, the night scene, again where it had a lot of description, and I was just I was still feeling pretty rotten at the time when I had to do that, and I remember thinking I'm never going to be able to do this, and uh, but it was, it, we got it done. It was a good scene, and. Uh, so those are my two most memorable scenes. I think. Yeah. No, no, I can't remember anything particularly drastically going wrong on the set. It was amazing. I mean, we got a lot shot in a day. It was, it was um, a, a tight schedule, so there wasn't a lot of time for mucking about or anything. It was just get on with the job. Um, no, 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 no. I can't particularly remember anything. I don't think. Sorry. <laughs> No, not really. I can remember more memories about being on the on the location. I mean, the the two things I mentioned to you, the thing about the bagpipes and, and that night scene with El Casco. Um, I can remember. I remember when we actually moved from the from the uh, from Simferopol to Yalta on the and that and that was great. We had that a wonderful change of scenery there on the coast, don't we? So a lot of my memories are to do with vacation, about where we were staying and what we were, you know, and and the food not being too great, really. Uh, it's fine, but not great. Um, uh, yeah, I can just, yes, I said my my memory goes back to to all the different sort of um, groups of people, different hotel rooms. I remember. Uh, and I'm still very friendly with Ali Byrne, who's now called Ali Asiri, who played Lady, um, what was she called? Lady something in Sharp's Battle. And, um, since I can remember, I used to, I used to have this, I used to have milk monitor and leave milk outside the door in the morning. Those little things you remember about being on vacation somewhere, you know? Nanny and I laugh about it now. Lady Kylie, I think she was called. Um, you make good friends on these jobs. I mean, that's one of the perks about being an actor is that you make good friendships. And you you pick up them and drop them, you know, you move on and then you pick them up again. It's, it's great. That's it's, it's continuity in our business usually, which is nice. Yes, um, uh, we had a po podcast. There was another podcast. Uh, I can't remember the group's called, the Facebook group. And I saw... Um, Ian McNeese and I also got on very well together. Ian and, and I, uh, um, I don't know what his character was called out, but he farted a lot. 
the character farted a lot. Um, uh, and he and I had already done this the job I mentioned in the Falklands together, so we had we had kind of um, a background of, of location stuff. And I'm actually seeing him again in a couple of weeks. We're doing a convention together, um, so he's great fun. Um, Jason keeps in touch with me. Obviously, I was supposed to have get together with Jason and Rob Van Hatton and stuff. Jason and his wife. Um, who else? Yeah, yeah. Oliver Cotton. I've seen him from time to time. Um, yeah. As I say, there's continuity in our business. And they say this equity has got something like seventy thousand members in it, but actually the. the, the group that works about 3,000 of them. I don't quite know why that pans out and that, but that's what they say. So, of course, you can cross paths. Yeah, not, not huge amounts of, because, uh, I mean, the, the companies all got wise to it and they buy you out. But yes, occasionally, yes, there is occasionally some, it's still on chart, um, gold, I think, isn't it? But we're talking, um, I think more like pennies rather than pounds here, but not not a lot of repeat fees. In the olden days, on on a contract, they had you know, great repeats, but not now. It's, you're, you're bought out, take it or leave it. No, I don't think so. I mean, just just no. To basically, this boils down to the fact of it's being like a one in a million job, and how lucky I was to have got it. Really. And uh, nobody who was in sharp will ever forget it. And uh, it's. And it's great. I mean, what's really nice about it is I went to see a, a concert recently and I was kind of walking up the aisle at the interval and it was really quite anonymous. This was two weeks, three weeks ago. And this man says, Hey, Sean, oh, Wellington Spymaster. And I said, Yes, yes. He said, So then he followed me out into the bar and he said, Oh, I just, I just loved Sharp ever since I was a boy. And you think, you do these things and you don't realise in a way that these are going to be important things in people's life and that they will go on enjoying it. And that's really gratifying. It's really lovely to know that. So, of course, my head was, was nicely pumped up after that meeting. Yeah. So that's the, and the, the fans are amazing. It's, it's still got a tremendous following. Um, another thing was I was in... I was in a taxi in Edinburgh, and, the ta and for a long time, people used to take me for Richard Wilson, you know, I don't believe it, because we're the same kind of accent, I suppose, and uh, both bald, he's 10 years older, and I'm always saying that 10 years older and the foot shorter, but, um, and quite often people have said said to me, I don't believe it, I'm sorry, wrong person, and in Edinburgh, I got in this taxi, and the taxi driver said, I know who you are, and I said, no, I'm not Richard Wilson. They said, no, he said, you're Major Mungo Monroe. And of course, that was very nice to know. <laughs> Here is my souvenir of Sharp, which the uh, uh, set the uh, designer very kindly gave to me, which is Monroe's King of Kings whiskey. And I've had the cast now for over this 30 years, and I treasure it. It's a lovely, lovely memento. Extraordinary job. <laughs>